0: Welcome to another episode of 1923 Main Street,
1: home of the Daddy-Daughter Disney Travel Podcast. We are your hosts,
0: Mike Bellobratic
1: and Amelia Bellobratic, and today we are going to be talking about five tips for Walt Disney World vacation planning and a few mistakes to avoid.
0: Yes, so this is primarily for those of you listening who are not frequent travelers to Walt Disney World Resorts, so we're going to give you five tips, really sort of the first five steps that you should take to ensure that your vacation goes off the way you're dreaming it will go off.
1: Yeah so there are on these ones tips that are actually some people have questions about them and so we're going to tell you our thoughts and what we think you should do and then some of these other things are just things that you should definitely do.
0: So we've been through many many years of Disney vacations (laughs) and when we say vacations we are not from Orlando we are from Toronto Canada so we understand what it's like to actually take a vacation get on a plane and fly there Uh, I've done it 101 times now so um, (laughs) Uh, well yes let's just say that I've experienced this a time or two So I'm going to share my thoughts and views today, and Amelia is going to share hers from a kid perspective and also a frequent traveler. So let's jump right in with tip number one, which people often wonder about. Should I stay on site at a Walt Disney World hotel or not?
1: Um, So I think if you're doing just Disney, of course. Because I think the only reason you shouldn't is if you're doing multiple things in Orlando. But if you're just going to Disney, of course stay in a hotel. Yeah, and that's
0: what I like to say too. Sometimes I say to people who ask that question, there's a couple things here. But the first Mm -hmm. one is, are you doing just what you just said? Is this a Walt Disney World vacation or is this an Orlando vacation? Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking of going to Universal, maybe SeaWorld, visiting Disney World a day or two then you may not want to stay on site however if this is a disney vacation then i would suggest Mm -hmm. you should stay on site
1: i would definitely recommend it and even if you are going to a few other parks there is definitely um a great environment and just a good feel to stay at a disney hotel so i still i do recommend it even if You're not actually just doing Disney, but if you are, for sure, stay on site.
0: Yes, and there are three levels of hotels. Uh, If you listen to us, you know we are all about the deluxe resort hotels for many reasons. There are three tiers, however. The deluxe are typically... The nicest and closest to the parks in most cases, although not all. But there are Moderate. moderates and value resorts. Yeah. So you will get all the benefits of being on site and really immersed in the Disney magic at any one of those. One thing mm-hmm. to understand if you have never visited before, oh. some people will read ads from hotels off site that say one mile to Disney World. And often I've run into people who picture that as being one mile to the gate of the park. That That is not not true. That is not the case at all. Walt Disney World is very large, 43 square miles to be exact. So uh, just bear that in mind. You do get some extra transportation benefits and so on when you stay on site. So, I just want to say,
1: so from the gates to even the Magic Kingdom, it is at least like a one or two mile drive, probably. Oh, more, yeah. Yeah, like at least. And then the other parks are farther in. So if you're staying at somewhere and it says one mile, if you're going to Magic Kingdom, it's at least three, probably more. If you're going to a farther park, it's way more. So just bear that in mind when you're trying to um, do your travel time. And then also another perk about staying on site is the extra magic hours.
0: Yes, and there are some friendly neighbor hotels now. Yes. They've extended who uh, some other hotels who get some of these perks, just to know that. And the ones they've extended it to... Are really you know right across the street from the border so to speak so they're really close to Disney Springs so those Mm -hmm. are pretty good as well you still don't get all the benefits you get on site but you get more so just bear in mind uh, when you're thinking I would suggest if it's a Disney World vacation stay on site all right so that is tip number one and that is your first tip now second tip there's a couple of parts to this yeah one is you want to decide When you're going to go, obviously. And and we're going to do another episode on when is the best time to visit, because there are many factors. There's no definitive answer, despite what you may read in other places, because it depends.
1: On your family and what you want to do and where you want to go.
0: Exactly. But nonetheless, you must book your trip as early as possible.
1: Oh, yeah. And here's, uh, there's
0: two things to keep in mind here. One You can book a room only quite far in advance. I think it's 499 days or something like that. Oh,
1: only a year and a half early.
0: But what you really want to do, most people want to book the packages, which means your hotel, you're going to get your park tickets, you may get a dining plan or that sort of thing. Those ones is...
1: Six months or 180 days.
0: which is Disney's dining advance booking window as well, which we'll talk about in a minute. So some people wonder should i wait because maybe there's a deal coming so if you know here's the thing if you know when you want to go just book the trip there is cancellation within uh, a good range i mean you have a long time before you'll have to cancel without penalty and if a deal does come up you can take advantage of that deal yeah so in other words you lose nothing by booking early just exactly. lock yeah. you gain you, gain you gain lock you in the gain. room and book early now, there are a few questions. So,
1: which do you want to start with?
0: Okay, let's start with park hopper.
1: Alright, so...
0: Explain what park hopper is.
1: Yes, so park hopper is the ability to go to two parks in one day. And a lot of people are like, Whoa, well, why would I want to do this? And for me, it is a definite yes, do it. Because if you have dining in another... Park, or if you want to go see certain things in another park, not necessarily attractions, but like for example, if you want to see the World of Avatar and Animal Kingdom, and you want to see Tower of Terror in Hollywood with Park Hopper, you can do that. And then also, which we will get to later in this episode, special events or VIP tours. If you want to do one of those, you need Park Hopper as well. If it's not in the same park, you're going. Yeah. So let me
0: just explain what it is. So when you book your room as part of a package, you also should book your tickets yeah, because you'll get the best deal. And the longer you stay, the cheaper your daily tickets are. So if you go for one day, it's a hundred and something dollars. So it's usually around the four day mark where the price that drops. you're paying per day drops considerably. So, you know, a typical seven day vacation, you get really good deals when you book your tickets with your room. So that's the package and that's available mm-hmm. 180 days out usually. So, but the thing is, do you think you're going to go uh, to one park per day or are you going to do more than one park per day? And a lot of people may think, I don't know, more than one park per day, that's a lot. And it can be and you might not do it every day. But the difference in price between Park Hopper and a one park per day, it's, it's not, n- not that much that when you really look at the whole cost of a Disney vacation. Mm-hmm. And so if you have only one park per day, like Amelia said, and you go to the Magic Kingdom in the morning and you wanted to book dining at Epcot that night.
1: You can't do it. You can't
0: do it without paying for admission to Epcot. It doesn't mean you have to go to, you could go to four parks in a day and a lot of people like to do that challenge. Challenge. uh, So I personally would recommend the Park Hopper. It just frees you up a lot when you're there. You may be somewhere and go, hey, let's just hop over to Animal Kingdom because I want to grab a snack at whatever is your favorite restaurant there. The barbecue, you know, so Park Hopper opens up a lot. So I'm saying Mm -hmm. yes. What are you saying?
1: I'm, of course, saying yes. For me, there is no doubt.
0: But again, it comes down to your itinerary. But you will have to know that when you go to book your room. Yeah. Another thing you're going to have to book is, or consider booking, I should say.
1: The dining plan. Yes.
0: Do you want to book the Disney dining plan? Now, I have a bias on this. And it's, what do you think it is?
1: <laughs> you don't want to eat too much.
0: Yeah, I, we've done the dining plan. We don't do you it eat anymore. eat way too much. I personally don't believe in the dining plan. You'll find a lot of people who think it's the greatest thing. Uh, I do not. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. One, there are many of the top restaurants require two meal credits. Yeah. So if you think you're going to book the dining plan, but never do a signature or two credit restaurant, it might be okay for you. It really depends also on what you order and what you eat. But if you end up in a situation where you want to do Cinderella's Royal Table or some Mm -hmm. other signature dining, suddenly you've used two of your table credits and guess what? You're paying cash for meals anyway on top of the dining plan that you've already paid for. However, on the plus side, it is convenient. People like it because you pay once and then you don't have to worry about it. You do have to pay for tips and things like that on top of it. But yeah. So there's pros and cons. You can think of it yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. And another thing that I just want to jump in here, not that you're paying what you are if you want to use any two-credit restaurant, which most of the good ones are. And the other thing is if you have so many leftover snack credits, you're just probably going to buy snacks and, you know, (laughs) <laughs> Might not recommend that too much. It's, pre-
0: <laughs> it's pretty normal to come to the end.
1: It's like, oh, you have some snack credits, yeah, some. just buy some snacks.
0: You'll be on your last day going, man, I have 16 snack credits. And so you're ending up buying brownies and everything. Sure, you can buy some treats for your friends and family. But in terms of value, think about it for yourself. But again, the point mm-hmm. really here is know this stuff in advance. Because when you go to book your room, you're going to have to know, do I want Park Hopper or not? Do I want Disney dining or not? And then another thing, uh, the last one in this category, booking as early as possible. There's one more thing to consider. And and that that... would
1: be special events and VIP tours. Yes.
0: You don't necessarily have to do these as part of your package, but the earlier the better. So these are things like Mm -hmm. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party not so scary halloween, halloween party. party villains a-
1: after dark
0: villains after hours
1: after hours I h2o that.
0: glow nights which yeah. is amazing
1: it's very fun if
0: you're waffling about whether to go to typhoon lagoon h2o glow nights do
1: recommended. it recommended
0: Recommended. it's awesome so all those things the earlier in you can book them the better
1: yeah and so i do recommend if you have like little kids i don't know if i'd recommend a vip tour because it is a lot of walking
0: oh you mean a a true vip yeah, tour like a
1: true one yeah
0: that's a whole other show as well yeah. uh, but that does book up in advance
1: yeah but uh, if you do want to do it go definitely book it up in advance because they do book up and i'd say maybe eight nine oh and over is a good age if you want to do a vip tour that'll be fine i've done it it's fine
0: excellent so we've talked about stay on site or not you'll know that tip number two book as early as possible you lose nothing doing that and you gain everything Book number three.
1: Book, book your dining as soon as you are allowed.
0: Yes, you are allowed to book Disney dining 180 days in advance. And for the most popular restaurants at popular times of the year, people will be sitting on the phone making sure they get a reservation when they want to. Yeah. Um, so think start doing your research asking around which restaurants do you think you might want to do make a list for yourself and here's where things start to get tricky you're going to book your dining this all comes back to disney week itinerary planning yes you're going to lock in your dining far in advance especially for the table service restaurants that you want to do and if you have booked a dining plan then you're going to probably book a table service every single day yeah so you're going to have to know which ones you want to go to
1: so do research.
0: And that yes. also locks you in to being at certain places on certain days. So
1: Park Hopper.
0: Yeah, park Hopper as well, because it, it does give you the option of booking dining in a park. There's some great restaurants that are located inside parks. So mm-hmm. you you cannot get in without a park ticket, even if you have a dining reservation.
1: There's so many great restaurants, so I would definitely recommend Park Hopper and booking dining so bear that in
0: mind but there is a chicken and egg
1: (laughs) a chicken and egg as
0: i call it because (laughs) when you come to your fast pass booking which we're going to get to next let's go right into that so book your dining as early as possible and then also book your fast fast passes yes 60 days out if you're staying on site you Mm -hmm. can book your fast passes uh there will be a Paid fast pass coming soon,
1: oh really? yes,
0: I'm looking forward to that. No details are out, but the rumors seem uh, no details are out as we record this, but rumors are that it is coming out in twenty twenty that being said Ooh. you you will as you plan your itinerary, have restaurant reservations wherever you've made them months earlier, so now you have to bear that in mind when you're booking your fast passes, so it could be. That you want a fast pass for Smuggler's Run, a hot fast pass.
1: Oh, but oh no, you have a dining reservation in Epcot that night. But wait, with Park Hopper, you can do both.
0: Yes, that is a good point. Or you may have to make a decision if the only fast pass is at the same time as you're dining and they're in different places, you may have to give one up. So just bear that in mind. <laughs> Something. But generally speaking, book your dining as yeah. soon as you can and book your fast passes as soon as you can. So, again, after you book your dining, you're going to start your itinerary is going to start coming together because you're going to sort of know where you're going to be at, yeah. at certain times on certain days. So, start mapping out your week on a weekly calendar. And this is going to then guide to some degree where you're going to book your fast passes when that comes up.
1: Yes. So ready to move on to our final tip of the day.
0: Our final tip, tip number five. This is a little bit different than the planning, but this is a tip. I'll let for Amelia when do you're it. There. But I'm going to say this first. This is one tip that has been fail safe for how many years have I gone there now? Mm-hmm. Forty-seven, forty-eight years. From day one to today, this is probably probably the tip that has TikTok. never changed. Tick tock. Okay.
1: Can we move on? Great. So get to the park 30 minutes before it opens.
0: And here's why we say that. This comes to itinerary planning. I know you're on a vacation and, oh, you might not want to get up early and all that sort of things. But it is a Disney vacation and you want to see the park. So if you get to any park before it opens, 15 to 30 minutes before the park opens, you will be the first in the park. And don't worry if you see a huge crowd at the gate. As soon as those gates open and people start going through,
1: the park's huge. The parks
0: are huge and they spread out really quickly. Yes, some people may bolt to certain rides, but here's the main point. If you get to the park when it opens, you can do more generally in the first 2 hours of any park opening than anyone who arrives after noon can do the entire rest of the day.
1: Yes, and this is also I just want to say really quickly, if you do stay on site, then extra magic hours as well. And that's really good.
0: Yes, (laughs) that gives you the extra hour before park opening or sometimes hours after parks closing. So the morning ones, that's a good thing to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Be sure you know if there's extra magic hours at a park. You don't want to say, oh, Epcot opens at 9 today. But wait, there were extra magic hours at 8, and you get there at 9, and it's already lineups. So just be aware of that and take advantage of that.
1: Exactly, because we went to extra magic hours, and I heard a guy go, oh, the park just opened. We're the first in. And then he went to go see a line, and he's like, how did it get so long? So don't fall into that (laughs) trap. That was the day
0: we'd already done Everest three times. Yeah. Which is my limit by the way, i <laughs> I was turning green now if I'm getting I think I'm getting too old.
1: yeah, I think three times is enough for anybody, I mean, especially you, <laughs> probably
0: two from now on, so definitely do yourself a favor and get to the parks early, and this ties into our personal fast pass strategy. Yeah. We like to get to the parks early, do a few things, and then we'll book our fast passes. There's either one or two things we'll either book them. For towards the end of our stay so we like to be out of the parks by one or two yeah and then you that's have the, when
1: it starts to get real crowded yeah
0: and then you have the whole day to chill by the pool or go to disney springs or go horseback riding or archery or anything else or
1: dining later
0: yeah or we'll save our so we'll either use our fast passes at the end of that sort of midday time or we'll park hop and put our fast passes for that day at another park entirely at night So we'll do two parks. So you get on all the rides in the morning without fast passes. You should easily be able to get on two, three or five, depending on the park and time of year without a fast pass and waits less than 30 minutes if you get there right away.
1: And it depends on which rides as well. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of dependencies, but generally speaking, you're always going to do better getting there for opening than anybody who gets there later.
1: And I just want to say before we move on, you have to decide if you're getting there early, which is your top priority. Because if you're running to Smuggler's Run and you expect, oh, I'm gonna go there and rockin's gonna be really short, it will be, but it will be longer than if you had gone there first. So take your top priorities because that's the one that you want to get to with the shortest line.
0: Exactly. So those are our five tips. One, stay on site. Two Book your room as early as possible.
1: Three, book your dining as early as possible.
0: Four, book your Fast Passes as soon as you are allowed. People literally wait, you know, get up early and book Fast Passes. It's true. It happens. The, on their day. So make sure you know when your 60 days is. Yep. And, and number five.
1: Get to the parks 30 minutes early. And what's the common theme here in our tips?
0: I don't know. What is the common theme? Early. <laughs> right. Well, You know what? You'll really better, enjoy that. Well, and there's, there's so many parts to this. I've heard travel agents say, literally, if I could schedule when my clients tie their shoes, I would do that. Don't. And I think that is the 100% wrong approach to Disney World vacation planning. And when I was a travel agent for a few years doing Disney vacations for people, I would always do just what we said. Book the morning, book their fast passes, and give them basically from... Early afternoon till dinner time, off, free time. Guess what? Kids love the pools. Kids love to do other things and hanging yeah. out at the hotels, and that is your relaxing time for mom and dad. You have some drinks by the pool, whatever you want to do. Yeah,
1: and I've tried the scheduling. Everything is horrible. I was so stressed that I was gonna miss this, miss that, didn't do this at the right time. I tried to schedule everything, big fail.
0: Yeah, it is an epic fail, and there yeah, are goodness. some. So if you're gonna use a travel agent. Test them out and see what their strategy is because without fail, my clients would come back and say, You were so right. And that's, you know, that giving us some free time. You need free time. I don't want to hear anyone who comes back and says, I need a vacation from my Disney vacation. Your vacation was overcrowded, and now we are moving in. Mistakes to avoid. Because that is the first mistake it, to avoid. Do, do not
1: n- overcrowd your vacation.
0: Exactly. Don't do, do not it. plan every single minute of your vacation. So here's the thing, especially if you're new or it's your first time going there, I should say, or you've only been there once 10 years ago, come to the understanding that you c- cannot see and do everything at Walt Disney World in a week. And that's the beauty of it. For people who like Disney, because you can go back and do something different every time. So get it out of your mind. You're not gonna see and do everything. So don't try because that is going to kill you.
1: And also, rides break down, it happens. They do break down, but they will give you a fast pass for later when the ride is back up and running. Especially the older ones like Rockin' or Tower, they do break down. So don't be like, "Okay, we have to go on this. It's broken. Oh, my whole day's ruined." Yeah, it's and, not.
0: And other things happen. Weather happens. Um, somebody in your party gets sick. You know, anything can happen. So,
1: and that's why you leave open time. Because if it's weather and then the ride breaks down. And
0: don't stress about yeah, it. don't. Right, Amelia? <laughs> Listen to us talking because, you know what, everybody <laughs> has their stressful times. But truly, <laughs> we do, you know, we just try not to stress about it. Stuff happens and, you know, that's just life. Uh, Disney's great, but they're not immune to any number of things going wrong on a vacation generally we find them yeah they do very well by it we have lots of stories we'll do in other mm-hmm. episodes
1: and they are very helpful and try to accommodate when anything does go wrong be it weather or a ride breaks down they will give you either if you are scheduling everything which i don't recommend but you have something or like a dinner reservation and you don't have time to come back later they will give you a fast pass for another ride that's in that same tier so that's really good
0: so so do it this way you're gonna have your dining booked You're going to have the park or parks you want to go to each day, depending on whether you have Park Hopper. Try to bookend those to the morning and evening is my recommendation. And leave yourselves much of the afternoon open, especially if you're at a resort hotel on site with a great pool and lots of things to do. Kids love it. Don't underestimate that. Be sure you download the My Disney Experience app. Do that. Because that's where you'll find all the... the very helpful information and it's gotten very very good over the yeah. years okay what is our final mistake to avoid
1: final mistake: do not underestimate the size of walt disney world it is humongous
0: it is humongous and as i said it's 43 square miles this is a pro and a con to it yes. uh, i love it because it's big and there's lots of things to do and there's lots of space many parks hotels and so on and so on water parks mini golf real golf yep. <laughs> major courses but this goes back to an overcrowded schedule even a non-overcrowded schedule i mean there's a story now we're pretty experienced disney travelers and we were staying at the grand floridian oh yeah. and we had booked pioneer hall so you may or may not know these things if you haven't been there before but it's the Hoop dee doo review at uh, disney's fort wilderness
1: so you expect maybe half an hour at the most i was
0: expecting for a 45 minute you get on yeah. the monorail to the contemporary and then take the boat from the contemporary to fort wilderness hmm. however many things can happen with transportation at walt disney world because they're long distances How long did that trip actually take us?
1: It ended up taking us an hour and a half, so double the time we expected tops.
0: So if you look on a map, and I've done this many times, I mean, I've done this trip many times, I thought, okay, 45 minutes is good. It took us 90 minutes, and we, we, experienced Disney travelers, almost missed our reservation, and the hitch was the boats. If you miss a boat at that dock, and then the boats were backed up, it just, there was no other way. You can't take a lift it's a not a, it's not a very good lift or uber destination so the bottom line is even us as experienced travelers can get caught with timelines we did make it but because so. because i did leave time but it was close
1: yes so a tip another tip in this episode is for me fort wilderness is such a fun place and even if you don't have anything booked just go there run around there's parks for your kids there's little drink shops that you can just go and get like a quick drink just sit so i would recommend going early and then if you do plan to go early and then a boat hitches you'll still make your reservation
0: yeah that's a very good tip there's a lot to do there and i hope uh, my concern about fort wilderness is once reflections opens oh, right yeah. right there it's going to change the whole fort wilderness vibe which right now is very laid back and not super crowded and anyway so do it now <laughs> if you have a trip in the next two years definitely consider doing that mm-hmm so, those are there are many mistakes to avoid, but our main ones are do not overcrowd your schedule and be aware of how long it takes to get from one place to another. Uh, yeah. And that goes for, as Amelia's talking about, if you have dining in a park and mm-hmm. you're staying somewhere else or doing something else that morning, there is some time. Now, yeah. over the years, we've relied less and less on Disney buses.
1: Oh, um, don't even get me started on yeah. Disney buses. don't rely on them
0: it's great that they have this bus system it's impressive it's like a major city
1: they will fail you
0: (laughs) sadly they uh no matter how hard they try they seem to get backed up and murphy's law is always in effect wherever you want to go those are the buses that aren't showing up but lyft and uber are your friend the minivan uh, which is Disney's Lyft version is okay, but it's a little expensive.
1: And it's good if you have a bunch of strollers. Yeah, but if you don't, take a Lyft, take, take an Uber.
0: Yeah, because we find usually it's twelve to fifteen dollars for uh, for that, a lift to get from the hotel to a park, and and
1: that's for the far parks
0: too. Yeah, so time is money for us. It just just remember that that is an option. They are all over the property, so if you're getting a little bit stressed about getting somewhere. Don't forget that Lyft and Uber are options on site.
1: Yeah, and they're, as you just said, all over the property, so you won't be waiting 15 minutes before your 10-minute drive gets there. It'll be there within five at max, I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I think that wraps it up. That's it. We hope that you've enjoyed. To summarize our five tips, one, stay on site.
1: Two, book as early as possible hotels, dining, and fast passes.
0: And four five (laughs) since you did two three and four well do yourself a favor get to the parks early and it will pay off for the rest of your day and your general peace of mind and mistakes to avoid
1: have a plan
0: don't overcrowd your schedule
1: and don't underestimate the size of walt Disney. Well
0: so there you have it folks that is our five tips episode we'll do lots more on planning strategies uh, that we've learned over the years what's worked for us what doesn't work for us but these are five good solid tips to help guide your planning so yeah. again thank you for joining us we really appreciate everyone listening we hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful if you're planning a vacation be sure to find us on social media on twitter and instagram
1: and check out these blog posts at com And at 1923
0: main Street.com. If you want to contact us with some podcast ideas, comments, so on and so forth, we are there and we love hearing from you and we thank you for listening. So have a great day, everyone. And thanks for visiting us at 1923 Main Street.
1: Bye-bye.